The scripture reading for today is Isaiah 9, 1-4. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness has seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you are broken as on the day of Midian. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. Um, it is uh, wonderful for us to gather together, uh, even virtually, uh, worshiping our Lord Jesus Christ uh, together. Uh, it is the Advent season as we are preparing for Christmas holidays uh, that we as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, uh, we know the true meaning of Christmas. And I have to say, um, it is... Um, yeah, disappointing, uh, the fact that uh, we cannot meet all together and worship and celebrate uh, the way that we used to uh, before. But I hope and pray that in this season of pandemic, uh, we'll be able to experience even more deeper peace and joy of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ. So having said that, um, in this year of Advent, uh, we are sharing uh, with a sermon series called Extraordinary Peace in Extraordinary Times. So today, as a first message, I'll be sharing from Isaiah chapter 9, from verse 1 through 4, Extraordinary Peace in Darkness. So Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. And he is the true light, and as we experience uh, Jesus Christ, that light uh, drives darkness away from our lives. Uh, even though we know that intellectually, uh, as an information, does it really have a power to transform our lives? Does it have a power to transform our darkness into light? Uh, certainly, uh, we are uh, spending this year a very uh, unique uh, way. So this will be a special uh, Christmas. Uh, maybe for some of us, it is positive. Uh, on the other hand, for some of us, it is a negative sense of unique uh, Christmas. It is not the way that we want to celebrate uh, during this season. But we have to recognize that 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was born, it was not glorious or splendid uh, season as well. There were a lot of conflicts and turmoil, disappointment, and struggle uh, during that time. I was introduced to uh, this one article, uh, Faith Today magazine. Um, it was very interesting because it talks about uh, pandemic parallels with nativity. And he begins his article by saying this, 
In those days, the government advised us all to wear masks and told us to stay home until the pandemic was over. Does it sound familiar? Uh, from Luke chapter 2, verse 1 and 3, In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. Probably maybe 40, 50 years later on, we will tell our children, you know, back then, 2020, the government locked down our city and we were not able to worship together as a community and we were told to stay home, not even celebrating with extended families. And that's why Luke chapter 2, verse 1 and 3, we oftentimes overlooked these verses, but we resonate with the situation 2,000 years ago with our current situation. Even Joseph and Mary, when Mary was fully pregnant, it was inconvenient. And I'm sure they didn't want to go back all the way to Bethlehem. And yet, because of the government, they have to go back to their own town to register. It was inconvenient. It was disappointing. It was not the way that they wanted to spend a lot of part of their pregnancy expecting newborn baby. However, in the midst of all those disappointment, inconvenience, and even government ordering something that they didn't want, the sovereignty of God and God's salvation plan was fulfilled and completed. In the same way, even as we are going through a pandemic, even though many of us are spending this season with disappointment, inconvenience, not being able to meet people that we want to spend time with, there is the plan, uh, sovereignty of God being fulfilled and carried out. Just like as we see 2,000 years ago, people who are suffering, people who are in darkness, that Jesus Christ came as the light is shining over their lives. We believe that people who are suffering, isolated, disappointed, going through so many different struggles and hardships, that as we encounter Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior, we trust that He is shining His light over our darkness and all the areas that are struggling with darkness. Therefore, Today, we want to focus on Jesus Christ, who came as the Prince of Peace, bringing extraordinary peace in our darkness. And what does it mean for us? The first point that I want to share with you is that Jesus shining light over our ordinary, everyday life. In verse 2, it says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Uh, as we read newspaper and listen to uh, the news, uh, during this pandemic, uh, many people end up staying home, and which is good. And yet, uh, many people are trying to fill it with other things, such as drinking, 
uh, addiction. So that they try to avoid their stress and loneliness and sense of depression. I know that many people who are struggling spiritually, but emotionally, mentally, relationally. And there is a tremendous sense of depression or powerlessness that cannot do anything. And I know that many people and families spend a lot of time in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, people were thankful. You know what? We get to spend a lot of time together with the family. But now it's been eight, nine months. Many families, they get irritate, irritated, you know, spending way too much time. And even little things are bothering you. And uh, some of our congregation members, especially our first generation, who own uh, dry cleaning, restaurant, a hair shop, you know, this is the second time that they are locked down and they are going through tremendous financial pressure as well. And many people are waiting for vaccine to arrive in our province. But even with that, many people are wondering and you know, how they are going to survive during this second lockdown, end of this year. But the question is, are we letting all those circumstances and difficulties dictate and bring darkness in our soul? When situations get better, when everything is resolved, is that when we experience true light in our lives? Let me ask you the other way around. Were you not struggling with any kind of darkness before the pandemic? Are we really celebrating and rejoicing all the time with light in our lives? You see, when Isaiah was prophesying for Messiah to come, he was during very spiritually dark era. It was during the southern part of Judah, the king Ahaz, during B.C. 736 to 720, it was spiritually, politically, militarily, very, very dark situation. They were losing their battles. Their economy was destroyed. And they were um, going through tremendous stress and fear and anxiety by invasion of other foreign countries. It was during politically and financially very, very dark season that God was promising through the prophet Isaiah that light will shine. But however, as we look at the story of Jesus Christ who came as a Messiah, true light, it didn't mean that Jesus came to solve the financial struggle it didn't mean that Jesus came with a military force to make Israel, the nation, great once again. You see, that was the expectation of people. But that was not the standard or true meaning behind this light, solving the problem financially, relationally, economically, with a military power. We think that light will shine when there's a resolved, 
or solving the problem. When we have a new technology, when we have a vaccine or new treatment, But in our human nature, that's what we are seeking and pursuing. Better lifestyle. Better finance. Better quality of our workplace. Moving on to better home. Better car. More stuff in our lives. And somehow we think that those will bring light into our lives. But when God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, who was a true light, he knew that the greatest problem was the deep darkness of our soul because of our sinful nature. That our soul itself and our lives are deeply dark because of our sin. And because of that, even in our Everyday life is not because of corona, it's not because of pandemic or all this limitation that many of us we struggle with the deep darkness of our soul. Think about it, even before pandemic. Many of us we struggle with the darkness in our soul. We come out to church, we gather together, we go through a program, we go to retreat, we serve. We try to grow our spiritual growth. We achieve certain goals and discipleship and try to produce all these events and so on and try to change people. And yet oftentimes, even Christian brothers and sisters struggle with the darkness of our soul. That's why when God was promising through the prophet Isaiah, it was not about bringing better world or external circumstance or taking all these difficulties away to shine the light. But brothers and sisters, Jesus is the light. When Jesus is the Lord over our lives, when Jesus shines his light into our soul and our every aspect of our lives, that's when we begin to experience tremendous, extraordinary peace in our lives. That Jesus is a light. You know, extraordinary light does not mean luxurious light or splendid light. Like fancy light, this world is indicating. This extraordinary peace is original peace. Authentic peace, true peace, that this world or any kind of circumstance can never take away. So, brothers and sisters, what is the difference between ordinary and extraordinary? Extraordinary means literally extra plus ordinary. And this extra is not leftover, but this extra means alpha factor, which is Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ is added into our ordinary lives, even though we may go through 
mundaneness of everyday life, even though we feel like it is boring, nothing special, and yet when Jesus reigns over our ordinary life and everyday life, that's when it becomes extraordinary life. Even though we feel like we're stuck at home during this Christmas season, when we encounter Jesus Christ, when Jesus shines his light into our family, when Jesus shines light, his light into our dark soul and areas where we need to repent, where areas where we need to be transformed, that's when we experience extraordinary transformation and peace in our everyday life. As I already mentioned, you know, those families, you know, who had an amazing time in the beginning, you know, celebrate, you know, spending a lot of quality time. I know that many of you are growing weary and tired. You know, sometimes you feel like you're spending way too much time with the same people or same person. Or some of you, you feel like you're alone. And yet, even in that mundaneness and ordinary life, when Jesus shines his light, that you can experience extraordinary peace in your life. And maybe this season will be exactly that, that we encounter Jesus in a very unique and special way, that we grow deeper in our fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, bringing joy from deep within. I know that many of us are feeling weary and tired and burdened. Many of us were stressed. And that's why even at home, you know, even though you are cooking and you know, spending time and working from home, uh, many of our congregation members are working from home. And yet somehow that you are losing this joy and smile. Sometimes I find that too. Uh, when this pandemic happened, you know, like I had no idea. And it's like, what do I do? What do we do? And how do we lead the church? How do we really minister to people? And then somehow that God was so gracious and he provided every single thing, all this technology and online and people appreciate, try to cheer up and pray together and hang in there and survive and still lead the church. But after, you know, five months and six months and, you know, go back to online again. And a few weeks ago, I was watching uh, my own sermon through YouTube. And I noticed that I was preaching in front of camera, but I was not smiling. I lost the joy. I was serving and I was doing certain things that Lord was calling me to do and yet still doing it out of responsibility, yes. But losing joy or forgetting the meaning, true meaning behind. Maybe many of you that you are growing weary and tired. And this season is a season of experiencing extraordinary peace, but also joy 
within, and yet that we lost the sense of joy. We stopped laughing together with our family. We stopped laughing with our parents or our children. We stopped having this joy of carrying the work which God has given to us, or even studying amazing privilege that God has given to us. In verse 3 says, You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. What does it mean? It doesn't mean that when Messiah comes that we will conquer other nations that we will get spoiled and we will rejoice. No, it talks about expansion and decoration of the kingdom of God when Messiah comes. That Jesus is the reality of the kingdom of God and when we enter into the kingdom of God there is a joy of king. We reap the joy that comes with the kingdom of God. And there is a great harvest that comes in the kingdom of God, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we are the full of the reality and the presence of the kingdom of God, through his presence, there is a joy overflowing in our lives. So someone said the definition of joy, it means Jesus overflowing in you. So, brothers and sisters, when Isaiah is saying it's not about conquering other nations and getting more richer, that's when we have joy. No. When we are filled with this Messiah, when we encounter Messiah, when Jesus overflowing in our lives, there is a tremendous joy in our lives. Our achievement may bring temporal, temporarily joy, but you know, you know what? When we achieve, you know, there's an expectation to achieve more. When we do something, there's more expectation or pressure to do better. So there is no deep contentment or joy in our lives. But the true joy comes when Jesus is reigning in our heart. When Jesus is reigning in our family and our workplace and every facet of our lives. And this joy cannot be taken away by circumstance. Brothers and sisters, if you cannot rejoice in the Lord, you cannot rejoice with other people. If you cannot rejoice alone with the Lord Jesus Christ, you cannot rejoice with many other people in the Lord. And this joy surpasses criticism, complaint, other people's negative feedback, or even difficult circumstances that we are facing today. So what kind of joy is it? A, it's a kind of joy that brings contentment. And there's a deep contentment when Jesus overflows in our lives. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 4 says, In all our affliction, I am overflowing with you. Meaning, I'm overflowing, I have overflowing joy in, you, in us. How can we rejoice during affliction? 
how can we rejoice through suffering? Paul is talking about deep joy, deep contentment. It's not shallow joy, fluctuates or has ups and downs based on circumstance or contingent upon our reality. It brings joy even through difficult times. Especially in our generation, uh, we want convenience. We want quick, immediate gratification. So that when we want to meet, we want to meet right away. When we want to connect, we want to connect right away. When we order something, we want things right away. And that's why Amazon is doing really, really well, right? Prime membership, you get it within a day. Instant gratification, convenience. But I realized that convenience became idle in our lives. When convenience becomes idle, when things are inconvenient, when we do not have what we want right away, that's when we complain very, very quickly. But deep joy, it goes beyond our comfort level or even convenience or how much we have. Whether we have much or whether we have little, this deep joy and contentment will not be jeopardized. Even in the midst of most stressful time, when we encounter Jesus Christ, He brings deep joy and peace in our lives. Maybe this season is a season of testing. What we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we able to have joy in our lives? Even through the most stressful time and season. When ministry is stressful, when family work is stressful, when study is so stressful, when job searching is so stressful, and planning the future is so stressful, are we able to come to our Lord Jesus Christ and find true contentment through Him? Because when we find the job, when we carry ministry later even fully, if we cannot find deep contentment from the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will be serving, we will be giving, we will be performing based on our emptiness. And that's what we've heard so many times before pandemic. Many of our church leaders and core group members busy, busy and feeling empty. Maybe this is a season where the God is saying, stop Pause everything and come back to me. And are you being content with me? Are you being content with my presence and with my, the gift of salvation? Are you being content? Are you able to have joy through my relationship with you? And that's why Jesus came as a Messiah. Incarnation, his life, his crucifixion and resurrection brings deep joy and contentment through his salvation. 
then we are not being dictated by circumstance or convenience or inconvenience. But a true joy comes deep within with a contentment. Lastly, this is a joy that helps us to pursue excellence. It is when we have joy, we can pursue extraordinary life in the Lord. We pursue excellence. When Bible talks about extraordinary life, it doesn't talk about you know, worldly standard, you know, going to you know, the best school and best job and making a lot of money. That's not kind of excellent or extraordinary life. Think about Jesus. He was born and laid in a manger. Growing up as a carpenter, he was an extraordinary demonstration of what life should be, and yet that was far from the worldly standard. When God is inviting us to live extraordinary life, it's not about worldly standard, but with the joy of pursuing excellence, rejoicing Him. So that every calling, whether we are working, whether we are staying home full time, whether we are raising our children, we do that out of joy and we enjoy God's call every moment of the day. And in this season, as much as it is disappointing, we still live out with our excellence, meaning enjoying God, rejoicing Him, and glorifying Him with this given circumstance. And that's what it means for us to live excellent life, extraordinary life. Psalm 68 verse 3 says, But the righteous shall be glad, they shall exalt before God, and they shall be jubilant with joy. In a most difficult, challenging time, if we can have jubilant joy of the Lord. You see, that's an excellent life. Are we able to rejoice being locked down? Are we able to rejoice as we stay home that we cannot meet other people because of the Lord Jesus Christ? And that's when we're able to truly pursue excellent life during the season. You don't have to conquer the world to pursue excellence, but you surrender the season into the Lord Jesus Christ and rejoice in Him, then you are living life of excellence. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, discipleship is joy. And that's the life of discipleship that Jesus invited every single one of us. And that's what will separate people who do not know Jesus Christ and those of us who believe in Jesus Christ. During this pandemic, are we able to have extraordinary peace and joy in our lives? You see, that will separate us from non-believers. And not only experiencing this peace and joy, but are we able to shine that light onto other people? So that when people are stressed, when people are going through a dark season, 
because we have this tremendous peace and joy, we share that to other people. We smile at them. We love them. We encourage them. We become agent or instrument of God's love and joy. That's when we are able to truly celebrate the meaning of Advent during this year. I don't know about you, but for me, I want to laugh more. Uh, Even though it is disappointing, uh, I want to really meditate this deep peace that Jesus brings to our lives. And I hope and pray that even today as you are worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, this tremendous peace and joy that only Jesus brings that surpasses and beyond our circumstance minister to you today. Let me conclude today's message. God's calling for us to shine his light to those who are in the darkness. Let's pray together. As we close our eyes, let's ask the Holy Spirit to show us and search through our dark area of our soul. Many of us will struggle with the darkness not because of pandemic. It's not because of virus. Because many of us, in reality, even before the pandemic, we struggle with the darkness and sin. Even after this pandemic is over, many of us, if we do not resolve those areas with the Lord Jesus Christ, we will still in the darkness. But Christ came as extraordinary peace shining in our everyday life, mundaneness of life. Brothers and sisters, even at home, when you're alone, as much as it is mundane and boring, repeating same thing over and over again, that ordinary life, would you invite Jesus Christ to shine in your ordinary life? that He will make it extraordinary life. Are you laughing? Are you smiling? Are you rejoicing in this season of pandemic? The ultimately, the root of it, it is because Jesus is not overflowing in our lives. Then would you invite Jesus to come into your life once again and fill you Feel your family. Feel those broken relationships so that you will be able to experience joy once again out of that. And those of us who are here, like six, seven of us recording you know, online in this empty sanctuary, let's also pray, Lord, fill us with the joy while we do. Let's pray together.
As we continue to pray, let's just lift up our hands and ask the Lord to reign in our family, in our home, living room, the relationship. Lord, we need more of you in this season. Certainly, it's not the way that we want, we expect it to celebrate Christmas and Advent. But Lord, may your extraordinary peace and deep joy reign in our family. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, who is a Prince of Peace, bringing extraordinary peace and deep joy to transform our lives, not with an immediate, quick, instant way of fixing things, but deeper issue, the root of our sin and darkness of our soul, that you came as a truth to shine the light, to show that we need you, and without you, that we are forever in darkness. And we pray that you will minister to once again to all of us, to be reminded that it's not about this pandemic or virus. It's not about medicine, but it's about coming to our Lord Jesus Christ to experience true light and joy in our lives. May you shine in our families, in our congregation members. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.